You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. If you'll notice, contextually here in Luke 17, that there were ten, ten lepers, ten men that had leprosy. Leprosy was an infectious disease that basically ate away at the body. Leprosy also affected the nerves of a person. The nerves being the fibers or or the tissues that communicate from the brain to the rest of the body. And lastly, leprosy was primarily known by the white, shiny scales upon a person's body. The best way to describe the scales is is simply, uh, if you've ever cleaned a fish, or seen somebody clean a fish. Not talking about a catfish, which doesn't have scales, but a brim, trapping. Right? Some of y'all right here don't know what a brim is. <laughs> and they scrape. And you see the scales just come off. That was basically what, what their skin was. When The disease ate away at the body. That's what actually started to form. And during the time of Jesus, as well as before, if a person had leprosy, the person was was put away from the city, village, or wherever the person was residing into a special place that was specifically for lepers. And if by chance the lepers were out doing this, that, and the other, and some person was coming near, saw the person, it was their duty or responsibility to, to cry out, Unclean, unclean. I am unclean. And when the person heard such words, they knew that the person or the persons were lepers. And so contextually, Jesus met these lepers, and and no doubt they did what they were supposed to do. But also, even though they were afar off, they recognized that the person they they were looking at was, was Jesus. And knew without question that Jesus was not only his, his name, but He had traits that exemplified the power of his name. You know, Jesus means Savior, salvation, the one who can help somebody that needs help, the one that can cause somebody to prosper that may be unproductive in life. You know the one that saved you. The one that redeemed you. The one that has been better to you than you've been to yourself. 
I wonder if, if it's your testimony or if it's still your testimony. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. That's still your testimony. Just go ahead and tell somebody. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. Woo, that neighbor behind you may not have heard what you said. Say that to somebody behind you. Tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like And it had to be in these ten lepers spirit that Jesus was their answer. Jesus was their solution. If they were going to be transformed or their life was going to be changed for the better. Now what I love about the text is that the ten were unified. They were in agreement that they were together when it came to believing that Jesus was their way out. And unity is important because a house divided, the Bible tells us, cannot stand. But on the other hand, David revealed in the Psalms that when you're unified, Good and pleasant things can take place. He even used examples of, of how God calls blessings to come upon Israel. But he used one example, the example of Aaron, how, how when he was anointed, the oil began to flow from his crown all the way down exemplifying how God blesses his people. God may start in one corner, but he's not going to be done in that corner. God will cause his blessings to get a hold of whoever is on the same page with the person that started being blessed. Bottom line, if, if God starts blessing the pastor, and you're on the same page with the pastor. It may happen to me on a Sunday. But you just hold on. It may not happen to you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or Saturday. But the next Sunday could be your day. Say to your neighbor, it's powerful when folks are unified. Great things happen when we're unified. That's the reason the enemy works hard at trying to keep us divided. Works hard at trying to keep us separated, mad at each other, upset about this, that, and the other. Because he knows if we ever get on the same page, some great things are going to happen. And, and you know that's throughout history. It's throughout history. Even when, even when folk were doing the wrong thing, biblically speaking, when they were trying to build a tower to heaven. God still acknowledged that because they were unified, great things could happen. But then we get to the book of Acts, the second chapter. And, and when the disciples were on the same page, Waiting for God to pour out the Holy Spirit. And because they were on the same page, every person in the room received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in another language. Unity is powerful. If we just get on one accord and just agree despite a pandemic that better is here and better and bigger is coming. Matter of fact, both of them are present right now. But if all of us would just get on the same page about what God is doing, he'll cover the room. I said he'll cover the room. And I don't know about you, I want to see everybody blessed. 
I want to see everybody experience the good measure, the press down, the shaking together, and the running over. I don't want to just be able to talk about how God is blessing me. I want to be able to talk about how God is just blessing his folk. But it will never happen if we are divided. It only happens when we are on one accord. So away with the fussing. Away with the being mad at each other over something stupid. A way we're talking about one another. We need to be like the lepers. Get on the same page. So Jesus can do something for us. So Jesus can send for, get this, a word. That will change us for the better. And that's what they wanted. They wanted his mercy. They, they wanted something that they knew God had because it lasts forever. So they cried out to Jesus and asked him to have mercy on them. Have mercy on us, Lord. And I love it because they wanted everybody to that. To receive. Have mercy on us. If you're selfish, you know you don't need to be selfish. Quit saying, Lord, bless me. No. Ask God to bless you and your brothers and sisters. You agree? And so the Lord heard them. And he just simply said to them, go show yourself to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest. And so all ten of them, still on the same page, started on that journey to see the priest. And as they went, the cleansing began to take place. As they went, the skin that was scaly began to be healed. Where the disease had eaten away at their bodies. They began to be be healed. It was a process as they went. They done got the word. As they went, they were cleansed. They were healed. I, I love the fact that Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today. And for once he gives you that word, whether directly or indirectly, all you got to do is what the lepers do, just start walking in that word. And then in the process of time, you're going to see the manifestation of the promise of God. Because Isaiah revealed in Isaiah 55, once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him void, but it will do or accomplish every, get this, everything that he sent it to do. And, and the lepers were so confident to where once, once Jesus said it, that was enough. They didn't ask for nothing extra. That was enough. They just started walking. Walking in what the word said. Lord, I long to see that in God's church. Well, somebody that is sitting and expecting a rainbow, God just drops that rain. And they don't wonder, they don't doubt, they don't question. They just say, thank you, Lord, for my rainbow. And they just start walking in their rainbow. 
Now, the text does not say when, it, when he spoke the word that it happened immediately. It doesn't say that. It just says as they walked, they were. It was a process. And sometimes it can be a short process, but there are times it can be a long process. The process shouldn't matter. What matters is that you, child of God, believe the word. You got to believe the word. You have to believe if God said it, he'll bring it to pass. I said you have to believe if God said it, whether directly or indirectly, he'll bring it to pass. Why will he bring it to pass? He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Will he not make it And so it happened. The process unfolded. It happened. And, and no doubt, they were like humans that experience the supernatural. They got happy. I said, they got happy. If, if you are a sinner or a saint, if God blesses you with something, you're going to get happy. I said, you're going to get happy. If you ask God to do something for you, whether you're saved or not, you're going to get They knew that we, we, we're here. We ain't going to have to go back to the, to the lepers camp. We can go see our family now. Can you imagine one of, one of the lepers' name, name being John Henry? And, and John Henry had, had, hadn't seen his wife, Susie May, for a year and a half. Can you imagine how happy John Henry is? Can you imagine one of the lepers being a grandfather? Granddaddy Louis. And just can't wait to see his grandchildren. Just happy about seeing his grandchildren again. I hadn't seen my grandson in, in four years. I, I, I wonder... How we look now. And all of them happy about something. And, and the amazing thing is that the supernatural happened to all ten. To all ten. And so they're happy. Following what Jesus told them to follow. Headed to the priest. But one, when he recognized that he was healed, he had to put going to the priest on hold. He was going to go. Because he was already walking in it. But he, but he had to put it on hold. And, 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 and since they, they were so wonderful at being on the same page. I, I believe that he had to say, you know what? I know he told us to go to the priest. But, but we got to go back. And let him know how grateful we are. We got to go back. Now, now keep in mind. They, they done been on the same page. Until the miracle happened. And one decides. We need to put this on hold. Going to, to the priest. And we need to go back and thank this man. 
show him how grateful we are. And all of a sudden, 10 men that were on the same page that received the same blessing are now divided. Ten men that received the same blessing at the same time are now divided. Get this. Divided over a word that Jesus gave them. Because some, no doubt, felt like, well, he told us to go to the priest, so that's where I'm going to go. And then you had the others say, yeah, that's what he said, so that's where we're going to go. Yeah, but he didn't say you had to go right now. He just said, go. He, he didn't tell you. To go today, tomorrow, that he just said, go. It's not in the text where he gave them a specific time to go. Even though they they may have felt like he meant right then. And such is the case when it comes to the church. Jesus can send one word. And what would mess up that one word is when people start putting their own interpretation to it. And it's really not their own interpretation. It's it's actually being selfish. It can be to the point to where some would have said, well, look, since nine of us want to just go on, all of us should go on. But the one was so adamant about what he believed and what was right to where his thing was, I know we've been on the same page. I know what he said. He told us to go, but he didn't tell us we had to go right now. I got to go back and give him thanks. So the question comes, who's right or who's wrong? Would it be wrong for them? To go on to see the priest because that's what Jesus told them to do. Would it be wrong for him to get off the page? Since most folks or some folks believe that the majority rules. And go back and give Jesus thanks. And see, right now, as I have put that before you, some of you, you, you're just allowing your mind to just ponder over. Well, Jesus did tell them to go. So they wouldn't be wrong if they go. And you know what? You would be. He did tell them to go. And if they continued to go, they would be in obedience to what he said. But that does not make the one that decided not to go at that moment wrong. Why? Because the one that decided not to go has the mindset of a legitimate Christian. 
a legitimate worshiper of God. He had the mind of a person that I've got to put God first. There's no way I can, I can just go on and see the priest without letting him know how much I appreciate him and how thankful I am for being healed. And so finally, even though they may have talked about him, he decided to go back and see Jesus. And when he decided to go back to see Jesus, he went back not as a leper. He went back as a completely transformed man. Because notice, when, according to the text, when, when he went back, he, he first of all cried out with a loud voice. Giving God glory. Wanted everybody to know who, who could hear him when he shouted how good God was. Oh, you better tell your neighbor you should never be ashamed to give God the glory. I said you should never be ashamed to give God the glory. Where was he at? He was in public. He shouted giving God the glory, knew he was no longer a leper, and it's evident because he kept going until he got to the feet of Jesus. And he began to give the Lord thanks. He shouted before he got there, but he went through giving God the praise. When he got at his feet, fell down. And started giving Jesus the thanks. Say to your neighbor, whenever Jesus does something for you, that's a time to get loud. I said, that's a time to get loud. Woo! I said, that's a time to get loud. In my neighborhood, I don't care if you're in Walmart. It's a time to get loud. Yeah, they're going to look for a minute. I got to show you three scriptures real quick. In reference to thanks. Because, see, some, some of us, we, we believe that, that if we get loud thanking Jesus in public, that's out of order. I ain't going to say that because that's, that's kind of out of order. Have you ever seen sinners with looking at them? Something happened to them that they happy about. They don't care who around. Say to your neighbor, never be ashamed of your God. And sometimes getting loud when God blesses you, that's being decent and in order. And I'm going to give you scriptures to back it up. Y'all all right? Let's go to Psalm 35. Y'all just hold on with me. Lord have mercy. I done laid the foundation, so so. But notice Psalm 35 and 18. This is what David said. Psalm 35 and 18. Y'all there? I will give you a God thanks. Well, in the great assembly at the church. I will praise you well among many people. I'm going to let a whole lot of folk know I belong to you. I'm going to let a whole lot of folks know that I got a hallelujah in my belly. Do you know it's folk in here you ain't never got loud in, in, the, in the church. In the place you should first of all get loud in. In the house. I guarantee you is somebody on every road that has never yelled at the top of your voice. Hallelujah. 
You know how God, how good God has been to you. You know God gives you a rhema week in and week out. Sometime you ought to express it with a loud noise. Matter of fact, if God been good to you, come on, stand to your feet, give him a loud hallelujah. Look at, sit down now, look at the text again. Look at the text again. Now, now the reference about assembly is when he was in the church. But it does not have to stop there. When you are somewhere and God has blessed you, don't you be ashamed to give him the glory. Unless you just be talking when you tell folks all the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to him. Even Jesus, even Jesus when uh, folk were crying out as he was coming down the street, his disciples thought it was out of order and, and, and thought they should be quiet. And Jesus said, look, if they do be quiet, these rocks will begin to cry out. It didn't matter that they were in public. Jesus knew that it was a time to give God the glory. If God blesses you with a million dollars in Walmart, you just go, you just go, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If I put $10,000 in your hand right now, Thank you, Pastor. Give me my money back. Give me my money back. First of all, give God the praise. Give Him the glory for blessing your pastor to be able to bless you. Say to your neighbor, never be ashamed to give God the praise. And don't only yell loudly about what God is doing for you. Sometimes you need to go ahead and give him a victory turn. In Walmart, yeah, in Walmart, at the game, just give God the praise. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. Y'all stay with me. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Paul said, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In how many things? Everything. Everything. Don't bypass that penny. Penny up and give God Thanks. When you're in pain, give God. And so, back in Luke 17, he fell on his feet. Well, fell at the feet of Jesus. Giving him thanks. And the others, yeah, they were carrying out the word, but, but they didn't have the right mindset. Even though all had been on a card. When they got blessed, they just didn't have the mindset that they should have had in putting God first. But who going to sell the matter? Who going to sell it? Jesus. Because when the man is at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks, 
Jesus asked the question, is this the only one that is found given God the glory? Is this stranger the only one that returned? They came back to give God the glory. What's the implication? He was expecting all of them to come back. That's what he was expecting. See, see, but some folks, once they get blessed, they become selfish. It's a clear case of being selfish, not putting God first. Yeah, you, you obeyed him. But, that's not the mind of the Spirit. That's not the mind of Christ. Yeah, I, I, I know we're supposed to be doing such, but I feel led. And, and nobody can't. Nobody can say you, you don't feel led to do certain things, but, but you have to put yourself under subjection. Say to your neighbor, self will lie to you. Yes, it will. Self will lie to you. Self, just like the devil. Self will try to put scripture, wealth, selfishness. The devil in Luke 4, the one thing he tried to use to convince Jesus was scripture. And folk that know the word and are selfish, they will use scripture out of context to justify not doing what they should do. See, he, he identified the one as a foreigner because it was surprising to him that, that them being in Palestine, that first of all, a, a foreigner was there. And so, Jesus, no doubt, knowing that the lepers camp had to be in Palestine, so most of the ones that were with the stranger, they were Jews. They knew the law. They knew the word. They knew the first and great commandment to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind. And your strength. Because when it was first put into play. It was strictly addressed to Israel. Hear O Israel. The Lord your God is one. And you shall love him. With all. They knew the law. They knew that, that the priest was number one. Even though Jesus told them to go to the priest. They knew God. Should be put first. And it wasn't that Jesus wanted the glory. He just expected them to do the right thing. Because they knew the word. And, and sometimes we'll try to justify what we do with scripture. Even though we know it ain't right. Woo, I better turn in victory for myself. 
get this, all of us have did it that know the word. But when you become grown, when you become mature, you just point blank going to be led by the Holy Spirit. When you become grown, when, when you become mature, you point blank, go follow the Bible. I'm going to follow my pastor as my pastor follows Christ. You're not going to try to have your own little side. No. No, you're going to stay in the word. Wow, the safest place to be and the best place to be is in the will of the word of God. Is this the only one that was found? Is he the only one that came back? You mean to tell me that, that, that all of them experienced the same thing? But only one felt like he needed to go back or come back and give God the glory. I, I'm going to tell you something. When I was a sinner, I used to use God. I did. I used God. Yeah, get in trouble. Hadn't prayed all year. Hadn't prayed for years. Get in trouble. Ain't nothing working. Lord, I don't know if you hear me. And you probably don't even know me. But my mama always told me, if I call on you, you would help me. And so, Lord, I'm going through a little situation right now that I need your help in. And as a sinner, God will, will show mercy on you. Ain't God good? Give him a praise right now. God is good. Get this. Little situation gets straight now. I go back to doing my dirt. Go back to doing the same thing. Get this. Until something else comes up. It's, it's amazing how folks will will give their all until they get what they want from God. And then turn around and treat him like he low down. Like he hadn't done anything for them. We can't be like that as saints. We can't be like that in the church. And we can't be like that outside the church. When God does something for us, we got to show our gratitude just like the man in the text. We got to give him the glory and let him know how much we appreciate him. And, and don't need to do it with our mouth. We need to do it with our substance. God, you bless me and I'm coming right up here to your altar and I'm going to bless you for being a blessing to me. Lord, you bless me and brother so-and-so over there. He a good brother. He's struggling right now. Is it okay if I drop 12,000 on him today? Lord, she ain't got a car. Can I buy her a car? She been doing right. She been acting. Can I get her a car? When God is good to you, you not only put him first in thanking him, but you also return what God did for you. When he blesses you, you turn around and you be a blessing to somebody else. I can't tell you cars, money, such and such that I have that I have given to people. Never got up here and said anything about it, but it's all because of what he has done. And there are others in here. You have blessed people one after another with, with many things. But it's all because of what God has done for you.
See, when you give thanks in everything, that's not just with your mouth. Thanks is when you give, again, substance. And so he said, he the only one. He the only one. You, you, you know what? I sent better and bigger to that church. And she got up and testified about what I did for her. But she rarely come back to my house. He couldn't even get a job. And I opened up a door for him to get a job. And now he mad about something stupid. But I bless him with that job and he he repays me by not coming back to my house except when he feels like it every now and then I heal her when she was asking me to heal her, she was waving her hand and doing all this in the church. And now that I done healed her, she sat mouth quiet as if I. Is the only one that's going to give me praise is her. And I done bless all them. I gave her her heart's desire. She wanted a five-bedroom, three-bath, four-car part. She ain't even got four cars, but I beg sure she had. Three extra. In case in the future she gets three more. She praised me when she got it, but she been slack ever since. Is this the only one? <laughs> Say to your neighbor, when God blesses you, that should motivate you to never stop praising him. I said that should motivate you to never stop praising him. I, I got to close it, but, but David... But David wrote a psalm. He, he said, at midnight, I will rise and I will give you thanks. In other words, it don't matter if I'm dead sleep. If I've been working all day and I done laid down and I'm in a deep sleep, but you push me to get up and give you prayer at midnight. I'll rise and I'll give you praise. If he asks you right now to get up and give him a day, will you give him thanks? Say to your neighbor, you got to be willing to give God thanks even when you don't feel like it. I like what John P. Key said. He said there are, there's only two times that I praise him. When I don't feel like it and when I do. Say to your neighbor we need to praise him whether we in the church house in our house or somebody else's house. We need to give God the glory. We need to give God the praise. Sit down. Let me close it. Listen to this. Finally, Jesus identifies what the one did as faith. But get this, you, 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 have, to, you have to rightly divide the word. What the ten did was faith. 
But then he turns around and calls what this man did in coming back. Faith. It was next level faith. Romans 1 and 17 says the righteousness of God is revealed. Get this. From faith to faith. In other words, that there are various levels of faith. And some levels of faith based upon the text. The only way you can tap into those levels of faith is with the praise of thanksgiving. The only way you can reach the particular level of faith that this former leper was on is with a praise of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will open up a door that will cause a miracle to happen to you where you will no longer walk on the same page you were walking before. Jesus told all ten of them to go show themselves to the priest. But when the one came back and started giving God the glory, started giving Jesus thanks for what he was doing, he opened up another door of faith and when all was said and done he didn't tell him when he, when he got through thanking him, look you need to go and catch the nine that you were on the same page with no, he had got on another level of faith Jesus said to him, your faith done made you well and then told him, go your way. You ain't got to go back to where you were. Your faith done caused you to go to a level. You will never have to return to the farm. Do you know there is a level in God to where God can bless you so much financially. You will never have to worry about being broke. About having a little piece of money again. You will be in a realm to where every day of the week, if it's your choice and God allows it, you can be a blessing to whoever God releases you to be a blessing to while still maintaining in your pocket or in your life the good measure, the press down, the shaking together, and the running over. But get this, some folks never enter into certain realms of faith simply because of their selfishness. Say to your neighbor, your selfishness will keep you from entering into a realm to where God will open up doors that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not. Go your way. Go your way. You ain't got to go try to catch up with them. No. You off that page now. You're on a different page now. You just go your way. And get this. It was all because of him being thankful. Thankful. That's it. Thankful. God bless him with a completely different set of blessings. Just because he was thankful. And I'm going to stop right there. And I can't even add to that. <laughs>